0: If you don't yet subscribe to the Church Times, you can try ten issues for ten pounds. Visit churchtimes.co.uk forward slash new hyphen reader. The Monday of Holy Week. Today's sonnet is a meditation on a single verse in Luke's Gospel, chapter nineteen, verse forty one. As he came near and saw the city, he wept over it. It's hard to see through tears, but sometimes it's the only way to see. Tears can be the turning point, the springs of renewal. To know you have been wept for is to know that you are loved. I have a God who knows what it is to weep, and who weeps for me, weeps with me, understands to the depths and from the inside the rerum lacrimae, the tears of things. So the octet of this sonnet, its first eight lines, contemplates the tears of Christ, his infinite compassion. But when the turn, the volta, comes in line nine, I turn to think about our own weeping, about the sources and limits of our own compassion. And here I confront that extraordinary and telling modern phrase, compassion fatigue. Our capacity for compassion, literally to be calm with or alongside the passio, the suffering of others, is God-given and is part of his image in us. It is natural and right that when we feel compassion, we should have the desire to act, to do something, to respond to and alleviate the suffering we witness. And for most of human history, most human beings experiencing compassion would have had the chance to do something immediately in particular about it, because any suffering they witnessed would be local to them. They could at least begin to engage in the great works of mercy, of which Jesus speaks in Matthew, to feed the hungry, to clothe the naked, to visit the sick. But because of instant news exchange, our generation has the daily experience of exposure to suffering on a large scale that is at once vivid and distant. We see the hungry, the naked and the ill every evening on our TV screens but we cannot immediately or directly contact the person whose tears we are seeing, whose tears may have provoked our own. What to do? Of course we can support the relevant NGOs, we can contribute to the DEC appeal, and we know intellectually that we are making a difference, however small. But still we are haunted by that particular face, the one whose actual need we saw, whose desperate need we couldn't meet. The danger, then, is that the natural link between compassion and action is severed. Compassion freewheels in its own frustration and burns out. We can't deal with it anymore, and so the world, weary with its weeping, benumbed and stumbling, turns the other way. Then, if we are not careful, compassion fatigue becomes a long sleep or even the death of our capacity for fellow feeling. Fatigued compassion is already sleeping whilst her worst nightmares stalk the light of day. Again, what can we do? Jesus comes close to us, and this is where we particularly need to come close to him, for his compassion, unlike ours, is infinite. Ours can be renewed in his, our compassion not just for the world, but for ourselves. We need first to receive and feel his healing compassion for us in our very state of compassion fatigue. In so doing, the healing springs can rise again and our own capacity for compassion be renewed. So here's the poem, Jesus Weeps. Jesus comes near and he beholds the city and looks on us with tears in his eyes and wells of mercy, streams of love and pity flow from the fountain whence all things arise. He loved us into life, and longs to gather and meet with his beloved face to face. How often has he called a careful mother, and wept for our refusals of his grace, wept for a world that weary with its weeping, benumbed and stumbling, turns the other way. Fatigued compassion is already sleeping, whilst her worst nightmares stalk the light of day. But we might waken yet and face those fears if we could see ourselves through Jesus' tears.